My name is Matthew Becker. I'm a husband, a level one CrossFit trainer, a CrossFit affiliate owner, personal trainer, Olympic lifting coach, lawyer, blogger, employer, mentor. Oh, and I own a retired racing greyhound. I have a lot on my plate and I gotta keep moving forward. In business, they say if you aren't growing, you are dying. So to keep moving forward, I have to improve by 1% every day. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. It requires me to optimize my life as much as possible. On the Stronger Revolution podcast, I share strategies with you so that you can improve your life by 1% every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger Revolution podcast. Have you ever noticed how after a super relaxing weekend, you hit the ground running on Monday, and you are super motivated to sit down and attack your to-do list and get that big project done, and Monday goes really well and you feel really productive, Tuesday goes really well and you feel really productive, Wednesday you start to get a little tired And by Thursday and Friday, you just have absolutely no energy or motivation to do anything. Have you ever noticed how on Monday or the beginning of the week, you're able to tick off 10 things off of your to-do list with no problem, but then come Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, it's really hard just to get motivated to do one thing? Or maybe you've noticed that When you get to work on Monday morning, you are really excited and you're happy and you're go lucky and you're talking to all your coworkers. And then come Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you really just don't even want them to walk into your office. You get really irritable and moody and things set you off really easily. Or maybe even on a long-term basis, you look back six months ago when you first started a brand new project and how super excited you were and how every day you would just flood your life with anything and everything, completely inundating yourself with this new project. And now six months later, even though you know you were really excited about it six months ago, now you just can't bring yourself to even want to think about it. The topic of today's show is going to be burnout. Burnout can be seen on multiple different levels. A lot of times people talk about burnout on the long term. When I was in law school, I would have professors that would talk about burnout. They would give us cautionary tales against working really long hours, taking our clients' uh, problems and cases personally, you know, fighting to get those 2,100 hour, billable hours in a year And how if you're not careful, you can get into one, two, maybe three years out of law school and you're just going to burn out entirely and the job is going to start to suck and you're not going to be able to continue to do it. But what they were talking about was really a lot of long-term burnout. So they would give us cautionary tales against, you know, make sure you pace yourself coming out of the beginning of law school and don't work those really long hours and try to take personal time for yourself because... You know, especially in some of the more dramatic areas, say like family law, where you're constantly not only at struggle with 
the court or with the other party, but with the other attorney and with your own party, um, that you can very easily become burnout and just hate what you're doing on a daily basis. Maybe you even have friends that you can see this in where you just see that every day is just a drag upon what they have to do and how much they have to do and they just complain about how long their to-do lists are and that they have absolutely no motivation to do it. And that's sort of the key there is this level of energy and motivation in order to do things. Now, a long time ago, when we ever first started this podcast, we talked about one of the issues that these individuals may have that we see is that they just aren't living with a purpose. And not living with a purpose or not working with a purpose is one way that we can certainly see burnout start to creep into their lives, right? Go out and try to do something you don't want to do and get mo- try to get yourself motivated to do it. And you're going to find very quickly that the smallest hiccup in the process is going to completely derail you from ever getting the project done, right? Let's see this at work. Easy way to look at it. Let's say your boss comes to you and he or she wants you to do a project that you really don't want to do, right? Some people are going to say, I'm just not motivated to do it, right? And maybe it is a matter of motivation, but it's probably also a little bit of burnout in there as well. And one way that we can identify this is we could look and if you're intro, uh, introspective enough and honest enough with yourself, go back and look at a previous time in your life when maybe things weren't so busy, you weren't so tired all the time, you didn't have so much on your plate, and ask yourself, would that same project have sparked the same reaction back then as it is today? Or do you just have so much going on in your life that you just don't have any more energy? And we can certainly address burnout over the long term. But really what I want to talk about in this episode today is how to address burnout in the short term. Because I believe that burnout can take place on a weekly basis. And I think that if we address this burnout on a weekly basis that it will prevent or help us to address burnout on the long term. Additionally, it's this short-term burnout that often gets very overlooked and can start to disrupt our aggregation of marginal gains. Now, our society doesn't really help with this either. On a weekly basis, people rejoice at the coming weekend. We've turned... Friday into almost a transitional day between the days that we have to work and the days that we get to sit around and do absolutely nothing. It's already hard to stay motivated at work during casual Friday. What happens? You get to put on your t-shirts, you get to put on your blue jeans, you get to go to work, and then they expect you to be productive as if it's any other day of the week. You go in Monday in a suit, you come in Friday in your jeans and your loafers, Do they really expect the level of productivity to be the same on Friday as it is on Monday? No, it's not going to be. And then add in weekly burnout, which is what we're going to identify in this episode today. And you're lucky if you can get anything accomplished at all. The realization of weekly burnout uh, came to me a while back. I was noticing that I would feel super accomplished on Monday Um, my wife would ask me on Tuesday, how was your day? And I'd be like, yeah, I got lots of things done. 
I was really productive today. Um, however, as it came to like Thursday and Friday, that response would sort of fall a little bit. And I was like, yeah, man, I just, I really struggled to get on topic today. I only got like three things done. I got easily derailed. Um, and I started tracking this on a daily and weekly basis with the number of to-dos that I would get done every day. And it turns out I was right. I would get a great start on my list on Mondays after I would perform my brain dump into my journal. And by Friday, I would be looking for excuses uh, to slack off and my productivity would ultimately end up suffering. So finally, bringing all of this awareness to my week, I also started to see that my mood would change, my patience would drop, right? Um, and it would, I would see that come Monday, my problems didn't seem so big, but by Friday, they seemed astronomical. By Monday morning at 5.15, when I walked in the gym, I was ready to go, I was happy, I was talking to members, and by Thursday when I would walk into the gym, I would have to push myself to come off as really happy and talk to members. So knowing what large-scale burnout looks like and how it feels, because I think almost everybody has experienced that to some sense, when I started to take the, that feeling and I started to look at that progression, I started applying it to the things that I was experiencing on a weekly basis, I quickly realized that I was experiencing burnout on a weekly basis, right? And perhaps it's just for me, go, go, go. You know, it says in the title to The Stronger Revolution, if I'm not growing, I'm dying, right? And while that can be very motivating in order to keep me from pushing or keep me pushing forward, unfortunately, it can also help lead to this burnout. And we have to be aware of that. And that's why I'm raising awareness of it in the episode today. Because up to this point, all we've talked about in this podcast is everything that we can do to optimize our productivity during the day. But at some point, everybody is going to break. A weekly burnout is clearly a problem. So what do we do about it? Ultimately, we're going to have to come up with some way in order to eliminate this weekly burnout. First, we have to identify the burnout itself. This requires some introspection. Now, introspection is the idea that we sort of put ourselves in front of a mirror, a proverbial mirror, and you look internally at the way that you're feeling about things, the way that you're thinking about things, the way that you're reacting or responding to things, and then ultimately also the way that you are behaving or saying things. There's a couple of different ways by which we can really look at introspection. One of them would be to pay attention to what other people you um, interact with during the day. Pay attention to the way that they say things. Pay attention to their facial expressions. Pay attention to their reactions. And look at the ways that you like what people do and look at the ways that you don't like what people do. And then try to listen to yourself when you do things and see if you can tell, am I doing this the way that I like it, the way that other people do it? Or am I doing it in a way that I don't like it the way that other people do it. Another way of looking uh, introspectively is to think about 
every thought that you have being projected on a giant screen directly behind you. Because some of those thoughts are going to dictate your actions, your facial expressions, your verbal cues, as well as the things that you say. If I have a member walk in the gym, not that any of my members ever annoy me, if I have a member walk in the gym and they do something or say something, that starts to annoy me, especially toward for Thursday and Friday, if I'm getting a little bit burnt out. And I allow that annoyance to come through, and they're picking up on the verbal cues, they're going to hear it in my voice. They're going to see it in my face, right? They're going to know that it's in some way, shape, or form annoying me. And probably what they ask me really is no big deal at all. What they've asked me is nothing that is anything out of the ordinary. It's just that now by the end of the week, I'm so tired and burnt out that I'm taking the question to a completely different level. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to do an entire episode on introspection. I might. Um, If any of you have an opinion, which is something else I wanted to mention this episode, if any of you have an opinion about episodes that you would like to hear me address, or if you would like to, hey, yeah, let's hear some strategies for introspection, do reach out to me. I do have some people who have come forward and told me they like certain episodes that I've released, and that's really great, and I really like that um, that response or that feedback. Um, but certainly, if there are other topics that you want me to address, I'm happy to do episodes on them as they sort of fit within the series and the progression and the system in which we're talking about. But you have to rise to a level of introspection that you can be honest with yourself so that you can see what it is that you are doing and how it is that these different things are affecting you. But for today, take some time and plug in to how it is that you're feeling. And then start to ask yourself a series of questions. Are you able to identify your highs and lows of motivation during a week? Are you able to see trends and the level of your productivity? Again, for me, it's at the beginning of the week, I tend to be very productive. At the end of the week, I tend to lose a lot of motivation. Do you notice that you see moody when it comes to particular days. For people who are police officers or work shift work, don't have a regular Monday to Friday schedule, this might flip a little bit. Let's say your Monday is actually a Thursday. And so you work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then get Tuesday and Wednesday off. But maybe you start to notice by like Saturday or Sunday that you're starting to notice trends of moodiness or lack of motivation. Are you one of those people who, when asked how you feel on a Friday, maybe you say something like, I'm fantastic, tomorrow is the weekend. You know, are you living your weeks with purpose, but then also you just can't wait until Saturday rolls around so you can sit around and not do anything? Is that something that you regularly feel? Are those thoughts that you regularly have? So when you start to tune in, you'll likely find that you are experiencing some weekly burnout, especially if you've gone through the progressions of what we've talked about from episode to episode. Because if you have gone through those progressions, you are now most likely a very highly productive individual. And with high productivity can come the potential for some weekly burnout. So you are probably experiencing some kind of weekly burnout, and you're probably going to find this 
once you start to look inward at how you're feeling, how you're being motivated, and how you're responding or reacting to certain situations. So now that we have a problem, what do we do about it? The easiest fix for any kind of weekly burnout is to learn to pace yourself. And this was not easy for me in the beginning because my approach is usually I have time now, so I might as well be productive and get it done now. In other words, this was really great on Mondays, okay? Because I would say, hey, look, I don't have to be in court. I've got time. I've got another two hours. I've got things on my to-do list. Flood those two hours with everything to do on my to-do list. And then later in the day, I would have another two hours. So I would flood everything that I could do in that two hours. And then come Tuesday, I would do it again. And I would see, okay, I've got three hours here. So let's stuff as many things into that three hours as I possibly can before. Maybe I have to go to court or maybe I have to coach another class or maybe I have a private training client, etc. And so again, starting on Monday, this would work really easily. But as I keep stuffing all of that time and I keep filling the front part of my week doing as much as I possibly can, by the latter part of the week, it would start to slack off. So I had to develop the approach of realizing that there are more days in the week than Monday and Tuesday, and that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday exist, and that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are also available to do work. And sometimes even, I've got Saturday and Sunday by which I can do work. So I needed to start to spread things out. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about how structure is freedom. And we started to schedule out the important things that we needed to do each week. Here it comes back around again that structure is freedom. So when I go to start structuring my days... Part of that structure is me scheduling the items that I have to do on certain days. So this is how we start to control that weekly burnout. First, we realize that we're being burnt out and what that looks like on a weekly basis. Next, we have our brain dump of everything we need to get done during that week, during that day, during the next couple of hours, those important things that we're going to put first things first. Now we start to schedule those things. So after the brain dump on Monday, start to slot those items into a calendar. And it doesn't all have to go on Monday. Believe me, I'm telling you this as much as I'm telling myself this. This doesn't all have to go on Monday. This doesn't all have to go on Tuesday. Slot it out throughout the week. When you get a grip of the things that you have to do, you also are going to get a grip of the urgency of those items episodes ago, we talked about urgent and important, important, not urgent, etc. Okay. You're going to know what items you have to get done today versus the items that you can push off to later in the week. Okay. So scheduling this actually accomplishes two different goals. As I've already said, it spreads these items out throughout the week. You're not front loading your week with too many things that your brain can handle. And next, it adds an extra layer of assurance that you will actually get these things done. Because another side product of burnout is that we're going to see items on our to-do list that maybe we don't really want to do, or that aren't really that urgent, or we're not really motivated in the beginning to do them. And so what's going to happen is 
we're going to look at Monday and we're going to have all of this energy and time to get everything done. And we're going to push everything on Monday and Tuesday of all of the things that we want to do. Maybe you really like blogging and part of your job is to blog. So first thing you're going to do Monday morning is you're going to start blogging. But maybe, I don't know, what's another task that you might have to do? Maybe you really dislike answering phone calls and you happen to have a phone call from a particularly annoying individual that you don't want to talk to. You're not going to put that on Monday, most likely, and you're not going to put it on Tuesday, and you're not going to put it on Wednesday, and now you're burnt out, and you're certainly not going to want to do it Thursday and Friday when you're already moody. So what do you do? You put it off. But if you've already scheduled this phone call, if you've already said, okay, I'm slotting this in at 10 o'clock on Thursday morning, now you're more inclined to actually get it done. Or you can have the aforethought that you know that you have a tendency to get a little burnt out and while you're gaining control of your week to adjust for that burnout, you start to put these things more on a Monday or a Tuesday when you have a little bit more patience in order to handle them. So first two steps in the process. First is identify it. Second is schedule it. Third, you have to start controlling your controllables. Your controllables are sleep, diet, and rest and relaxation. In other words, if you're tired, sleep. Yes, I understand that this is easier said than done for a lot of people, myself included. Some people have to work two jobs. Some people might be single parents. Some people may just not get have the availability to get a lot of sleep. But if you are tired, try to get as much sleep as possible. Lack of sleep is one of the biggest causes of burnout, whether it's short-term burnout or whether it's long-term burnout. Lack of sleep is going to lead to burnout. Next, your energy comes from your diet. A crappy diet is going to lead to crappy energy. Furthermore, your diet has a direct impact on your hormones. So now, we're not just only talking about energy levels, but we're talking about your ability to focus, we're talking about your ability to get restful sleep, we're talking about how it impacts your mood, etc. Right? Watch your diet. You can control your diet. It's going to help you get long-lasting energy and focus throughout your week. Don't flood yourself with a bunch of caffeine on Monday and Tuesday and then try to keep up that level of caffeine Thursday and Friday when you're already maybe a little bit low on sleep, right? Now you're a little bit low on energy and you're just flooding yourself through full of caffeine, getting a bunch of highs and lows. That's not going to help you be productive in the long run. Now, rest and relaxation sort of go hand in hand. My business coach finally got me to see how important rest and relaxation was uh, a year or two. I think it was about a year ago. Um, when I was going to go on my summer vacation. And before I went on vacation, I had a phone call with him and he said, on vacation, you need to separate yourself from all things business related for at least four to five days of your vacation. When we are working toward a goal, chances are we are being creative. And regardless of how much we like the process, regardless of how much we are working toward our purpose and we like what we are doing, we love what we are doing, we can't get enough of what we are doing, creativity still comes at a cost of brain power and energy. Eventually, we are going to burn out on that energy. It's not enough just to go on vacation. 
the way that I used to handle vacations, I loved it because I could always look at it as an opportunity to sit on the beach and do nothing but the things that I really enjoyed doing, like programming, like coming up with diet programs for clients, writing out new systems that I was going to use in business. But all of this was creating. And that continuing creating, even on vacation, wasn't allowing my brain to relax, wasn't allowing me to shut down, wasn't allowing me to recover. So when my business coach told me, you can't do anything business related for the first few days that you're on vacation, I got really anxious. And after about a day of dealing with that anxiety, I started to open up and realized why he had me do this. Because my brain finally started to shut down a little bit and it was okay. That's what a vacation is for. That's what I worked so hard the rest of the year in order to be able to do is to finally let my brain shut down a little bit. When your brain is shutting down, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy. I happen to enjoy doing this on vacation now, but you can do it throughout the week in order to help ward off some of that other weekly burnout. It doesn't have to be a multi-day thing either. right? Some people like to use it on the weekends, and if that's your purpose for your weekends, that's fine. But you need to unplug for a little bit. Unplug from your phone. Unplug from your computer. Unplug from other electronic devices that are providing some sort of alert, attention, causing you to consume information. Go for a walk. And I read it when I was looking for the quote for the end of this episode, I found uh, one from Hippocrates that said, Go for a walk. And if you've come back from your walk and you still don't feel better, go for another walk. Cause some kind of separation between you and the creative process. Sometimes this might mean just putting on headphones and sitting at your desk and closing your eyes and listening to some sort of soothing music. Soothing music doesn't mean that it has to be classical music. It could be something like, I don't know, Weezer. I don't know why that's the first that comes to my mind, but whatever it is that helps you to relax and unplug, that's what's going to help you to relax and unplug. In the long run, your brain is going to thank you for it. So three steps again in our process, once we've identified that burnout, is we have to get introspective enough to see how it's affecting us. We then need to take control of our week so that we're spacing everything out to eliminate front-loading the week on Monday and Tuesday and then not being able to continue our high level of output on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then finally, control your controllables. Get rest, eat a healthy diet, both of which we are going to do full episodes on in the future, and give yourself some time to unplug with some rest and relaxation, something else we're going to talk about a little bit more in the future. All right. Let's go ahead and cover the quote for this episode. This um, episode's quote comes from an individual named Sam Keen. Now, I actually have no idea who this is. Um, I found the quote, and I really kind of liked the quote. I thought it was kind of comical and funny. And then I went back and looked up who Sam Keen is. So he is an American author, professor, and philosopher uh, who is best known for his exploration of questions regarding love, life, wonder, religion, and being a male in contemporary society. Now, I have no idea what that last part means, but again, I just liked his quote. His quote regarding burnout is, quote, 
Burnout is nature's way of telling you you've been going through the motions and your soul has departed. You're a zombie, a member of the walking dead, a sleepwalker. False optimism is like administering stimulants to an exhausted nervous system. End quote. I thought that summed it up pretty well. Don't become the walking dead by the end of your work week. Space yourselves out, pace yourself throughout the week, and you'll find that your productivity continues to go up as you work through the aggregation of marginal gains. All right, that's it. We will talk with you guys next time on The Stronger Revolution. As always, thank you for listening.